Welcome everyone to the Yunzer Sage, Episode 7, The Origins of D&D and Neverwinter Nights. I'm going to start by going over how D&D came about, because I wouldn't make sense to explain how Neverwinter came out without explaining first how D&D was originally created. So, we start in 1971. Gary Gaix publishes Chainmail. It was a medieval... Uh, set of rules for uh, wargaming. Arns Dave Arnson reads Chainmail and decides to use it or an altered a base he uh, use it as the basis with modifications as combat rules in Blackmore. Blackmore is a setting inspired by Lord of the Rings combined with element of Arnson's imagination and various mechanics pulled from other games. Uh, in 72, Arnson drove down to Lake Geneva to run Blackmore from Minnesota. Um, and I want to mention Rob Kuntz and Gary Gaix um, had become good friends in October 1968 to the point Gaix uh, welcomed Kuntz into his family. By 1970, Kuntz was at the Gaix homes every day, usually sleeping over on the every night on the couch. Arnson was inspired by parts of Bronstein and Chainmail and started his Blackmore uh, game around that. Um, Arnson and Gaix first met at the second annual Gen Con in 1969. He first hosted the medieval Bronstein. On April 17, 1971, from 1,300 hours to 2,400 hours. This is technically recognized as the first role-playing game ever played. Um, and that's, as I'm saying, I'm, I'm explaining uh, the, this origin because uh, we've been kind of led to believe that it all came from, you know, one place. And in reality, it didn't. So, needless to say, Gaiax, Arnson, David McCary, Rob Kuntz, Terry Kuntz, and Ernest Gaiax played Blackmore at Gaiax's house. The first part of the adventure took place in a medieval inn called the Comeback Inn, where if you tried to leave, you would be teleported so you were walking back into the inn. Once the group figured out how to escape that, they went to a castle, met some... Uh, humorous magical elves, and had a battle with a troll. Arnson and McGarry slept on the couch, and they left at 9 a.m. At 9.15, Gary was calling Rob. He wanted Rob to come over to discuss the adventure with Arnson. Gaiax believed, and I quote, I really believed what we experienced the night before can be taken or turned into a game for creating stories, end quote. They ran two one-hour sessions with Kuntz as the first dungeon master and Gary as the first player. Gary asked Arnson to send over his notes for Blackmore, and he sent 18 pages that were mostly monster stats. Gary expanded on Arnson's notes and his own recollections of the game. The first name for the new system was the Fantasy Game. And I've seen Elsie had been credited with uh, coming up with the name other sources say Mary Jo thought the name up, um, so I figured I'd report both. Uh, that way I'm only half wrong. 
Wow. At the end, whenever D&D just started to become popular, that once it secured its cultural foothold in the gaming world, Dave Arnson's name started disappearing from the books. TSR was now titling the game Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, calling it a totally separate work, and thus holding that it did not need to pay Arnson any royalties. Arnson disagreed, sued Gaiax and TSR in 79, and then in 85. Uh, needless to say, him and Gary never really patched things up, from my understanding. And uh, Gary created TSR to publish D&D. So, not... I've already done the history of TSR. Um, what I am going to do is a, there's a timeline I found that uh, I'm going to read off. Next week's episode is going to be on the influences of D&D, like different systems, different monsters, where some of these things came from. Um, Alright, so the timeline starts in 1967. The International Federation of Wargaming Founded by Gary Gaiax and others, provides a venue for wargaming fans to exchange ideas and amateur game designs. In 68, Gaiax hosts the first Lake Geneva Wargames convention, or Gen Con, in the horticultural hall of his hometown of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, as an IFW event. In 69, like I said, Dave, uh, Dave Arnson and Gary Gaiax meet at the second Gen Con, and the two express a mutual interest in collaborating on game rules. 1970, the Lake Geneva Tactical Studies Association, a small wargaming club, uh, is founded. Initial membership includes Gaiax and Don Kay. Due to his growing interest in the medieval period, Gaiax forms the Castle and Crusade Society, a subgroup of the IWF focused on medieval wargaming. Members are assigned property in an imaginary continent called the Great Kingdom. Arneson joins shortly thereafter. 1971, uh, Chainmail, written by Gaiax and Jeff Perrin, is published by Gideon Games. It details fantastic medieval miniature warfare, including wizards, heroes, and dragons. Arnson uses Chainmail as rules for his Blackmoor fantasy campaign situated in the Great Kingdom, including forays into a dungeon of monsters and treasure. In the summer, Arnson publishes facts about Blackmoor via issue 13 in the Castle and Crusade Society newsletter. The Doomsday Book, which brings his activities to a wider audience. Later that year, he demonstrates the Blackmore game for Gaiax in Lake Geneva. Dave McGarry then demonstrates his own Dungeon of Pasha Kata, later to be published as Dungeon, uh, the board game. Um, 73, Gaiax and Arnson collaborate on drafts of D&D, and Gaiax and K form a partnership called the Tactical Studies Rules. Lion Broom Brian Bloom joins Tactical Studies Rules to help produce the Dungeons & Dragons game. 74, it is D&D is first published in January as three booklets, shipping in a wood-grain-colored cardboard box, Men and Magic, Monsters and Treasure, and Underworld and Wilderness Adventures. Within 11 months, the entire hand-assembled print run of 1,000 games sells out. In 75, uh, Tactical Studies Rules dissolves and a new company forms, TSR Hobbies Incorporated, a second thousand set printing of D&D sells out in just under six months, quickly followed by a third printing of 2,000, all sold before the new year. The D&D supplement Greyhawk specifies the Thief and Paladin classes. Its sequel, Blackmore, introduces the Monk and Assassin. 
Origins 1 hosts the first major D&D convention tournament, later to be published as the adventure module S1 Tomb of Horrors. TSR Hobby sponsors Gen Con for the first time in 75. 76, for a fourth printing of 5,000 copies, D&D switches to the white box that we used for future printings of the original game. The first professional magazine devoted to science, fantasy and science fiction gaming is published, The Dragon, which begins bi-monthly pu publication in June. D&D supplements 3 and 4, Eldritch Ridgery, and Gods, Demigods, and Heroes are introduced. Dungeons & Dragons is divided into basic and advanced versions. The D&D Basic set, edited by J.R. Combs, becomes the first Dungeons & Dragons box set to ship with dice included. TSR Hobbies publishes the Monster Manual, the first book in the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons product line. Its 350 monsters exert a huge influence over subsequent fantasy gaming, both on tabletop and computers. 78, the Player's Handbook, the second advanced D&D hardcover, is released. Dragon moves to monthly publication as of April. TSR Hobby produces a series of six adventure modules that were used for convention tournaments, beginning with the tour Origins tournament combating Hellfrost and Fire Giants, G1 through G3, and then the Gen Con tournament exploring the underworld of Kalto and Drow Elves, D1 through 3. Gen Con leaves Lake Geneva for the University of Wisconsin Parkside campus, where it remains for the next seven years. 79. TSR Hobbies releases the Dungeon Master Guide, the third and the final core advanced Dungeons & Dragons hardcover rulebook. Shortages in the supply chain lead to some copies of the basic set shipping with a cardboard chit sheet instead of dice. Uh, 1980, around 250,000 units of D&D products were sold prior to the beginning of the year. By summer, the sales of the basic set alone reached 12,000 copies per month. To meet the growing international demand, TSR Hobbies UK is formed in England. The initial release of World of Greyhawk folder marks the first campaign setting produced by TSR, providing context for the action and modules which harkens back to the original Great Kingdom of the Castle and Crusade Society. <coughs> Excuse me. TSR Hobbies unveils the Deities and Demigod Cyclopedia for Advanced D&D. Uh, 1981. Tom Mulvaday revises the basic set, and David Zeb Cook produces the sequel Expert Set. The I.O. Dread, the module shipping with the Expert Set, introduces the campaign world of Mistara. The Fiend Folio tone for Advanced D&D highlights creatures submitted to the pages of White Dwarf Magazine. The Role-Playing Game Association, RPGA, is formed to promote quality role-playing and unite gamers across the nation, aided by its flagship Polyhedron Magazine. Uh, TSR releases its first video game products, including a version of the Dungeon Board Game for the Apple II computer system. Now a cultural icon, Dungeons & Dragons appears in numerous mainstream media, even inspiring a scene in the film E.T. 1983, uh, TSR Hobbies reorganizes into TSR Incorporated. They release the uh, Advanced D&D Monster Manual 2. Frank Menser begins the three-year process of revising and expanding basic D&D with new versions of the basic and expert set. A new subsidiary, uh, the D&D Entertainment Company, premieres the D&D cartoon series on September 17th. The series spawns more than 100 different licenses and enjoys a positive reception. French is the first foreign language adaption of D&D, while many other translations follow, Danish, Finnish, German, Hebrew, Italian, Japanese, Korean, Norwegian, Swedish, and more. 1984, 
The Companion continues Metzer's revision of basic D&D. For the 10th anniversary of D&D, they publish a collector's box set including the basic expert and companion set rules along with modules and character sheets. TSR Incorporated releases the first novel in the Dragonlance saga. After two years of development, Dragonlance makes TSR the number one publisher of fantasy and science fiction novels in the nation. 1985. The new hardbound AD&D titles on Earth, Arcana, and Oriental Adventures are released. The former Deities and Demigods is retitled Legends and Lore for a reissue. TSR publishes Mountser's Master Set for a high-level adventuring based on basic D&D. Gen Con relocates to Milwaukee where it will stay through 2002. TSR introduces Dungeons Adventures Magazine, an all-adventure bi-monthly. The Advanced D&D Dungeoneer Survival Guide and Wilderness Survival Guide are published. For the ultimate adventuring in basic D&D, Menser fin finishes expansions with the Immortal set. 87. The immense Forgotten Realms campaign setting is released. It will be the setting of numerous modules, novels, and computer games. TSR publishes the Advanced Dungeons & Dragons Manual of the Plains. A small team of designers starts work on the second edition of the AD&D game. 1988, Strategic Simulations Incorporated, SSI, releases the personal computer game Pool Radiance, the first licensed computer adaptation, adaptation of the AD&D system, and the first computer game set in the Forgotten Realms campaign setting. A number of gold box games based on the same AD&D engine follow. Uh, 1989, Advanced D&D 2nd Edition is released under lead designer David Seb Cook. Releases for 2nd Edition include the Dungeon Master Guide, Player Handbook, Monstrous Compendiums Volumes 1, 2, and 3, Complete Fighter's Handbook, and Complete Thieves' Handbook. The RPG Network branches out into Norway, Sweden, Denmark, UK, Israel, and Australia. 1990, the Ravenloft Campaign setting is released, featuring Count Strahdman Zarevich, one of the most popular and enduring villains of the AD&D game. TSR publishes the Hollow World campaign set. Dragonlance comes to the computer in the SSI Gold Box title Champions of Kryn. TSR uh, 91. TSR releases D&D Rule Cyclopedia designed by Aaron Alston, integrating systems from the basic expert companion and master set rules. The Neverwinter Nights online graphical multiplayer role-playing game begins on the AOL network in collaboration with SSI, Stormfront, and TSR. The Savage World of Athos features in the new Dark Sun campaign setting, an introduction three Dungeons & Dragons game produced by Troy Dunning and Tim Brown aims to attract beginners to the game. 1992, the first Alquadim campaign setting product is released, Arabian Adventures. TSR's first hardcore novel is published, The Legacy by R.A. Salvatore, which debuts at the top 10 of the New York Times bestseller list. The 25th anniversary of Gen Con, co-located with Origins, Breaks all previous attendance records for any gaming or convention in the U.S. Uh, 93. The early Monsters Compendiums are repackaged as the hardcover Monsters Manual Tome. The release of Dragon Strike Entertainment product, which includes a 30-minute video dramatizing the unique perspective on tabletop role-playing. Uh, 1994. In response to the success of trading card games, they published Spellfire Master of the Magic, a trading card game featuring well-known names and settings of the AD&D game. Uh, the Dark and Rich Planescape campaign setting is introduced. 
and the first TSR game products incorporating an audio compact discs are released in 94. 95, TSR marks its 20th anniversary of revised editions of the second edition player's handbook and DM's guide. Experienced second edition fans find new ideas in the player's option and DM Dungeon Master option rulebooks. And Birthright is in, uh, created in it introduces blood magic, the power of the land, and the divine right of kings. 1996, TSR sells a digital version of its Dungeon Dragons rules for the first time, the AD&D Core Rules CD-ROM. The Wizard Spell Compendiums, a new book series, has launched compelling all wizard spells into four volumes. The Dragonlance 5th Age role-playing game is released, bringing the popular setting to the card-based saga system. Um, 97, a new era in gaming commences as Wizards of the Coast purchases TSR in June. 98, Wizards resurrects the Greyhawk setting for the return of the 8. Baldur's Gate, the first computer game in the Forgotten Realms, developed by Bioware, is released. The Infinity Engine used for Baldur's Gate would serve as the basis for other, several other 2nd edition AD&D computer adaptations. Um, 1999, Wizards celebrates the 25th birthday of Dungeons & Dragons with the Silver Anniversary tour of game stores throughout the United States, as well as the release of the Silver Anniversary retrospective box set of Dungeons & Dragons. The acclaimed Planescape tournament brings the Planescape setting to computer games. In 2000, 3rd edition D&D is released by Wizards of the Coast under the core design team of Jonathan Tweet, Monty Cook, Skip Williams with new revisions of the Player's Handbook, DM's Guide and Monster Manual. Wizards no longer refers to these flagship releases as advanced D&D. With the initial publication of the open game license in the first system reference document, the industry is transformed by opportunities for third-party products based on the third edition rules. A feature film based on D&D appears in theaters starring Jeremy Irons and including a cameo of a, of, as a magic user by co-creator Dave Arnson. Gary Gaius guest stars in the anthology of interest Future of Futurama where he plays uh, D&D with Al Gore, Stephen Hawking, and other. 2001, the Dungeons & Dragons Chainmail Miniatures game is released in October, bringing gameplay back to its roots in the fantastic medieval wargaming. And the Pool Radiance computer game series returns with the runes and return are produced by Ubisoft. In 2002, Gen Con is purchased by Wizards founder and former CEO Peter Atkinson, who the following year would move the convention to its current home in Indianapolis. Bioware releases a new Neverwinter Nights computer game, for which the includes an internet-based multiplayer mode. The system is based on 3rd edition D&D, and the campaign is set in Forgotten Realms. Uh, Best-selling novels continue to emerge from the Dragonlance and Forgotten Realms setting, including this year's Dragons of a Vanished Moon, The War of Souls, Volume 3, and The Thousand Or Exposed, which will debut on the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, 2003, a revision of Third edition, known as 3.5, appears in new versions of the core rulebooks. Um, the D&D miniatures game debuts the first in a series of collectible miniatures for tactical combat based on D&D. And the classic super module, The Temple of Elemental Evil, set in Greyhawk, jumps to computer games in a version developed by Tropia Games. Uh, 2004, Wizards releases the Eberron's campaign setting which had won their 2002 contest to design a new campaign setting for D&D. Uh, the 30th anniversary of D&D is honored with a retrospective look on the game's history, 30 years of adventure. A new D&D basic game is released, designed by Don Jonathan Tweet, 
The first worldwide D&D game day is held on October 16th. 2005, Three Dragon Ante, a non-collectible Wizards card game, provides a system for incorporating its use into play in D&D. 2006, the massive multiplayer online role-playing game D&D Online is released by Turbine Entertainment. Wizards holds a Dungeons & Dragons fan film contest, and Obsidian Entertainment releases Number One Nights 2, a sequel to the Bioware title, which incorporates D&D Edition 3.5 rules. Uh, 2007, 4th edition D&D is announced at Gen Con. Wizards launches D&D Insider, an online subscription service that provides character and adventure management tools. The Dragon and Dungeon Adventure magazines relaunch on online publications for D&D Insider subscribers. The traditional winter fantasy convention is renamed the D&D Experience up to 2013. Uh, in 2008, Wizards publishes the core 4th edition D&D sourcebooks under Lead designer Rob Heinsu, a player's handbook, a DM's guide, a monster manual, and also a new adventurer's vault containing equipment and treasure. Uh, release of the game system license enables third-party publishers to produce 4th edition compatible products. Um, the D&D uh, miniature game rules changed to permit use with 4th edition. 2009 4th edition expands its core books with sequels, the player's handbook 2, DM's guide 2, monster manual 2, and adventurer's vault 2. Select articles from the Dragon are compiled into a hardcore hardcover annual. Uh, 2010, the D&D Essentials product line offers a streamlined rendition of the rules through its introductory starter sets as well as the Dungeon Master Kit, Rules Compendium, and Monster Vault. The first season of organized play D&D Encounter Series and Ventures begin in March with Undermountain, Hallister's Lost Apprentice. The release of Dungeons & Dragons Castle Raven, a board game, launches a series of D&D Adventure System cooperative board games. <clears throat> 2011, a series of player's option books return yet with more new classes, races, feats, and powers. And the first advanced Dungeons & Dragons episode of the show Community airs. Uh, 2012, Wizards launches the open playtest of D&D Next, which will ultimately include over 150,000 playtesters. Uh, Wizards Dungeon Command Skirmish Combat Game provides fast-based tactical miniature warfare on configurable boards. The board game, Lords of Waterdeep, brings a competitive dimension to play to the Forgotten Realms setting. 2013, the original 1974 box set of D&D with its supplements is reprinted with a new cover art and a deluxe collector edition. Um, and Lords of Waterdeep appears as an iOS version for the pad iPad, um, beta for the Neverwinter MMO, developed by Cryptic Studios, begins in February. The game officially releases in June. Uh, 2014, the second Advanced D&D episode of Community airs. Fifth edition D&D is released under lead designer Mike Merles. The initial product is free online version of the D&D Basic Rules and helps mark the 40th anniversary of the publication of the game. And a cross-platform campaign, Tyranny of Dragons, uh, begins in August Gen Con with a storyline impacting both tabletop and digital play. And that's where the timeline ends uh, for this. But that's where we pick up with how did Neverwinter Nights came about. And Neverwinter, the idea started in 1997 as the... Uh, Ultimate Pen and Paper Role-Playing Game Simulation. 
Uh, it was released on June 18th, 2002. Interplay was originally set to publish the game, but financial difficulties led to it being taken over by Infogames, who released it under their Atari range of titles. The game was named after the original Neverwinter Nights online game, the first graphically massive multiplayer online role-playing game, which operated between 1991 and 1997 on AOL. Bioware intended to create a game system which emulated the interactions of tabletop pen and paper version of Dungeons & Dragons. Shadow of Unretime was released in June of 2003. Hordes of the Underdark was released in December 2003. Kingmaker was released in November 2004, which had three premium modules, Kingmaker, Witch's Wake, and Shadowguard. The PRC was released in early December 2003, and the CEP was released in March of 2004. Uh, the Gold Edition was released in 2003, and that had the original campaign in Shadows of Unknown Tide. Platinum was released in 2004. Both uh, It had both Shadows of Unknown Tide and Hordes of the Underdark, and the original. Uh, 2005 Diamond Edition came out, which was everything plus the Kingmaker series of modules. The Kingmaker, Witch's Wake, and uh, Shadowguard. Uh, 2010, uh, Diamond was licensed to GOG, good old games. Uh, Atari re-released the game under a few different versions. Beamdog announced the uh, release of NWNEE on November 20th, 2017. It launched on Steam on March 27th, 2018, and on Google Play on December 4th, 2018. NWM without expansions has sold 2.2 million copies by 2007. The sequel developed by Obsidian shipped in November 2006. On August 23, 2010, Atari announced the development of Neverwinter, an MMORPG. And as you pretty much know, that pretty much uh, they've put out more. Uh, of the premium modules, that's all on the Beamdog page, uh, but for the most part, the game's still alive and going. Uh, next week, I'm going to talk about the different influences of, like, different systems and creatures and whatnot that Gaiax or and other people who created D&D, where they got that from. Uh, as far as Neverwinter, I'm not sure what next week's topic's going to be. Um, I'll take some suggestions on, on the Yinzer Sage uh, uh, Facebook page. Um, and we're only six likes away from the second bonus episode. So I'm going to start putting feelers out there for people to vote for what they would like to hear as the next bonus episode. I'm sure I could do one about Gary Gaiax or Dave Arnson or... You know, pretty much whatever topic. Uh, I really want to do one on the Satanic Panic of the 80s. Uh, I did an episode for a show called The Abracast a few years back. And I've since learned more about that uh, entire debacle. But I, I'm going to, that could be a bonus episode as well. But uh, for the most part, that's it for this week, folks. Uh, 
I can't really report much on Neverwinter as the Facebook groups mainly just been talking about like some of the older versions of Neverwinter. Uh, there's been a, there a couple funny little memes put on that page. Um, I'll have to start getting more uh, uh, shout outs. Uh, I'm more than willing to answer questions if you want to write in either to the Interstage Facebook page or to uh, my email, which should be on there somewhere. I'll put it on the uh, up on the episode, uh, which is actually Clan Sunstar 30, which is uh, C-L-A-N-S-U-N-S-T-A-R, and then the number 30, at gmail.com. Um, <clears throat> For the most part, that's it for this episode. I'd like to thank you all for listening. And if you, you know, like this, hit, go to the Sage Facebook page and hit like, and you'll get notified whenever I put new episodes out. Um, for the most part, I explained in a past video that I'm currently not doing video versions of the podcast. I'm trying to get that all squared away and organized. And I don't want to put something out if it's going to be low quality. Um, so I think I'm going to focus on the face on the YouTube page for uh, doing like walkthroughs about uh, the different areas I'm building and whatnot, um, and maybe start talking about the world on there or the worlds. I should say there are two. But all right, everyone, uh, thank you for listening to this, and I look forward to giving you another episode next week like i said we're only six people away from hitting a like on that on the yinzer sage facebook page to get the next bonus episode so you know the sooner you guys hit like on it the sooner i'll be able to record it and you know put it out for y'all but i want to thank everybody and let the dice fall as they may and game on everyone